You are listening to your community spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. That's right. Are you ready for the circle? I for, I forgot to wake people up. People say, you're the wake-up guy. Yeah. I've had someone say that to me on the street. They're like, what show do you have? You're the wake-up guy. Wake up! <laughs> and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. <laughs> Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. <laughs> I'm mixing it all up, aren't I? Yeah. Listen to your community spirit right here. I almost said cheer. Yeah. Right cheer. Right cheer on WDBX 91.1 FM. Um, Good I place like, to be. I like reading the holidays. Uh-huh. Um, today is Friday the 12th of June. And today is Crowded Nest Awareness Day. Huh. It says Crowned Nest. Oh, Crowed Nest? Crowd Nest. What is that? I don't know. I thought it said Crowded Nest, as uh-huh. in, you need to leave the nest, my son. Uh-huh. And so I think that was a little Freudian. Fro- 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 Freudian. Uh-huh. Today is the anniversary of the Baseball Hall of Fame, and it's the birthday of the first President Bush, President George H.W. Bush, the 41st president, but it's also the birthday of Anne Frank. Uh-huh. Now, uh-huh. what do you think will go down in history as a more prominent birthday? Uh-huh. I guess that, that proves the old saying, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> uh, June 12th is the best of times, the worst of times. Ah, okay. I, was uh-huh. like, I thought you meant, like, you know, one person lived and one person died. Oh, no. <laughs> Win some, lose some. Tomorrow, Saturday, the 13th of June, is the birthday of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Uh-huh. They're actresses, in case... I didn't know they were actresses. I thought they were just celebrity twins. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, they, I used to watch uh, uh, the show they were on. Well, they, I'm sure they tried to be on other shows, but... <laughs> <clears throat> and Sunday, the 14th of June, is Abused Women and Children's Awareness Day. It's also Children's Sunday... Family History Day, Flag Day in the U.S., and the anniversary of the Stars and Stripes. Multicultural American Child Awareness Day. Uh-huh. Why couldn't they have just said Multicultural Child uh-huh. Awareness Day? They said Multicultural American uh-huh. Child. Yeah, That's like racist right there. Uh-huh. Well, maybe it's a... Uh, only U.S. holidays, so then they had to throw that in there. No, uh, if you look at any of the other ones, they'll say it's U.S. U.S. at the end. Because, <laughs> like, I took the ones out that were from other countries. Yeah. Well, it probably is a U.S.-only uh, holiday, but they just, since it was already in the title, they didn't put the U.S. Well, the, the other countries, they don't feel like they have to have multiculturalism, or they just aren't racist? <laughs> what? Okay. Um, it is Race Unity Day. So there we go. 
yes. not ageist, not racist. And it is World Juggling Day uh-huh. and the anniversary of the U.S. Army. Now, that's ironic. The anniversary of the U.S. Army is also Race Unity Day. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the Army is very good at that. Well, they're good at getting people that are of all races to come in and learn how to kill other people. And they kill people of all races. Of all, okay, so they do have the unity. Okay, maybe they are into that unity thing. Did you know that today, first of all, that it's Friday... <laughs> I know everybody knows it's Friday. <laughs> um, today is June 12th, and it's the second annual International Couchsurfing Day. This year also marks Couchsurfing's 10th birthday, the idea at least. The domain, Couchsurfing.com, was registered in 1999. The site launched in beta in 2003 and went live in 2004. Wow. Time flies when you're surfing couches. They just got over a million members. Oh, wow. And so, I'm a couch surfing addict. <laughs> so what is this couch surfing stuff, anyway? Well, I personally, I mean, only about a third of the members actually have couches available. It's a, literally a free place to stay. Um, but only a third of them actually have couches available. I personally use it to have a friend in any town. So, like, when I went to, for New Year's, to Mexico, I went and looked at the town I was planning to go to, and there was 360-something couch surfers registered in that town. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I looked through the profiles. I spent about a half hour and looked at different profiles and, you know, looked at people who were interesting and then sent him messages that, you know, I'm going to be in town. Is there anything good to do? I'm looking for, you know... a good restaurants and um what do you call it a good place to go salsa dancing of course and you know some of them managed to respond in time because i only did it like a week before i left yeah and other ones you know responded afterwards i hope you had a good time in you know our town and so it is well worth having a profile if you plan to do any traveling and you want to meet locals that's the whole idea. It started in Europe and people who travel a lot. And they were finding out, well, staying at a hotel, staying at a hostel. They were never meeting the locals. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a chance to meet the locals. And the locals like meeting you because you're from somewhere else. <laughs> yes. So happy anniversary <coughs> to the uh, couchsurfing concept. <laughs> so uh, let's see. In other happenings, uh, here in southern Illinois, we have rice and spice. The Rice and Spice Potluck and Cook Your Own Dinner. It's happening uh, today, as it happens on uh, pretty much every Friday, at the Gaia House slash Interfaith Center. You can come early at 6 p.m. to help cook. Or you can just come late and help wash dishes. I mean, yeah, it's Either better way. to come early. <laughs> or if you're really ambitious, you can help cook, eat, and then help wash dishes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, most people tend to just do all that once they get there anyway, because it's just... It's this whole fun thing. Friday Film Series, the Big Muddy Independent Media Center in Carbondale. Today's film, the Free Film Fridays. Hmm. I actually have to think about it. You'd think by now I'd have that one memorized. (laughs) 7 p.m., Unnatural Selection and Hidden Dangers in Kids' Meals. 
Unnatural selections take us on a panoramic world tour of some of the places that have been most directly impacted by aggressive corporate promotion of genetically engineered agriculture. Hidden Danger in Kids Meals is a fast-paced introduction to the health consequences of genetically engineered foods. Featuring interviews with some of the world's most prominent independent scientists who have arisen as vocal critics of this technology. Also includes a 15-minute documentary on the dramatic changes in behavior at a Wisconsin school after healthy food was introduced. Uh, healthy food is healing food. <laughs> They've got a whole theme this week, at, or this week, this month at the Big Muddy IMC, where it's all about kids, like what we're feeding kids, like, you know, what we're drugging them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's one and the same sometimes. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I could probably say i have a rule no art no music and i forgot the last one no books and i i break that rule but by buying good food i mean every once in a while i'll break that rule and buy a book or a movie but by by having that rule you know i can provide myself with good food and you know a good belly but mainly just i i feel healthier i mean um, yeah, I can tell the difference between when I'm eating healthy and when I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So. so, speaking of eating healthy, we have the Farmer's Market uh, on Saturdays from uh, 8 a.m. to noon on the west side of Carbondale, the, uh, uh, the uh, west, west Town. I, I forgot the name of it for a second. What's the name well, of it? Well, you don't even have to know what the yeah. name is. I mean, just, just go, go to the west side of yeah, town. Yeah, just go to the west side of town. Like, uh, Good luck finding parking. <laughs> yeah, you'll see the big farmer's market there on the edge of town. It's like the 34th year of the farmer's market. Yep. It's in the 30s. I mean, they're going to have to give it, you know, a party. <laughs> it's a Southern Illinois institution with uh, fresh local veggies, uh, arts and crafts, uh, lots of community people who you may know or who may, you may like to get to know. I'm thinking of getting one of those, you know, old man chairs and just sitting there and just, you know, <laughs> stay there for like two hours in the morning and just say, hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the Guy House Interface Center is starting Do Everything Tuesday. They're basically their summer hours. Come by to lend a hand. And you can start with coffee at 7.30 in the morning every Tuesday. They're do-everything Tuesdays. And then um, I heard there's this teacher called Treesong. He's doing Environment and the Economy. This is a John A. Logan course, Thursdays, um, starting yesterday at 6 p.m. For more information, you can go to, um, what is it, treesong.org slash courses? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and so... The energy and the economy, they go together? Uh, yes, environment and the economy, they do. Uh, well, on a good day, they do. <laughs> and uh, we can make them go together by having uh, green jobs initiatives and by doing things for our own personal economy, like uh, energy efficiency, renewable energy. Well, ecology and economy both have the same root word, <laughs> yeah. which means home. They do. <laughs> I mean, right? The, yeah, the they're both about tending to your home and... Uh, you can make you can there are two different ways of tending to get your home in this case <laughs> and they go together so uh, we need to get some more people for that course if it's going to uh, continue so you can talk to me for more information if you're interested and it should be a good time
Alright, let's see. Another uh, exciting happening, the Shawnee Energy Festival, a community partnership event for a sustainable future. It's uh, been scheduled, rescheduled, for June 27th to 28th at the Green Retreat. There will be over 40 workshops. Uh, for the full schedule and information, you can go to shawneeenergyfest.org. That's in two weeks. Um, next weekend is the Midwest Renewable Energy Fair. Um, I usually promote that a lot. This year I haven't promoted it so much because we have our own local fair that we've been promoting. But um, next week I will not be here because I will be at the Midwest Renewable Energy Fair. It's their 20th year, over 200 workshops, over 270 vendors. This is people from all over the world. If you want more information on that, it's the the-mrea.org. And if you would like to catch a ride, I have this big eight-passenger van. And last year, I actually had eight people in it. Uh-huh. And so if you would like to learn more about renewable energy or if you would just like to have the chance to go and take more than 200 workshops, that is up in uh, northern Wisconsin. And I am looking for people to jump on the van and learn about renewable energy in a very big way. If you can't make it to that, the week after that is the Shawnee Energy Fest. Yes, and if you want to be an uh, exciting energy pioneer, you can make it to both. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it just matters if you're thinking locally, which is the Shawnee Energy Fest, or if you're thinking actually all over the world, because the Midwest Renewable Energy Fair is the biggest one in the world. People come from all over the world to come to that one. Hmm. Egg cartons needed. The Good Sam Food Pantry is scheduled to receive a bulk shipment of 435 dozen fresh eggs on June 19th. If you can donate egg cartons, the ones that hold a dozen eggs, please bring them to the pantry at University Baptist Church, 700 South Oakland in Carbondale, or contact Margie Parker at 618-549-7193. Got anything else? We'll be right back. We'll be right back with the news. back and now the news I talked about this last week did you know there's a lady who is rowing that's right rowing by herself across the Pacific today is 19 days in she used to be a managerial consultant And then she decided to sit down and write herself uh, obituary. And Uh she she looked at the obituary and she's like, oh, my God, I'm like, haven't, you know, if this is I died now, this is what my obituary would be. Yeah. (laughs) Then she sat down and wrote obituary, what she would like her obituary to say. (laughs) And it made her just completely and totally change herself from an office worker to an ocean roar 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 so here's her blog 
for today or yesterday. 36 nautical miles today, according to the ship blog. Good stuff. Tonight, tonight I took a picture of my bottom. The only way I could see what was going on down there. Absolutely horrifying. I don't know whether to be gratified or aghast and what it looks even worse than it feels. Chafe doesn't even begin to describe it. I definitely need a bum transplant. She's from England, in case you didn't know. A bum, a bum transplant. Um, Because, I mean, she sits down the whole time. And so, you know, you're sitting there rowing and your butt moves back and forth. And so, yeah, her her hands aren't too bad because she wears gloves. But she doesn't, she didn't have, like, a really good seat cushion, I guess. So she's having a little bit of problems there. My stereo is on the blink. This is rather annoying, given that I am less than three weeks into my voyage and it hasn't even been a wet one. So really, there's no excuse. And now regards the on-off and play-pause buttons as purely advisory. Sometimes it takes notice, sometimes it doesn't. With some coaxing, I can usually get it to play. But it seems its days may be numbered. Not impressed. So she does these just little tidbits like this, because of course, you know, she only does it at the end of rowing all day long. Yeah. She'll do a little blog. She rows all day, and then with however much energy she has left, she makes a blog. Right. <laughs> and usually they're interesting, and, you know, people comment on them and say, you know, of course, in this case, where's the bum picture, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, Sounds like something I would say. <laughs> and, and, of course, you know, that's so horrible that you're not having your... Because she listens to books on tape. Yeah. Like, all day long. Or she listens to music. I mean, you're on the ocean by yourself. <laughs> can you imagine running out of music? Yeah. You can? <laughs> well, no, well, I can kind of imagine, but then I would just listen to it again. <laughs> the music that I had. <laughs> well, I don't mean that. I mean, it's quitting to work. Oh, yeah, well, that. Yeah. Her electronics, yeah, are starting to not work, so. <laughs> See, then I would start singing to myself, but then I'd get hoarse, and then I'd be just out of luck. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah, we, uh, we actually got a... Uh, Via text message, we got an update from one of our listeners that uh, it is actually Crowded Nest Awareness Day. And it's a holiday in honor of, uh, let's see, uh, I've got a little thing here I want to read about it. Uh, Remember when the kids went away for college and then moved on with their lives, never to return again? Well, not anymore. (laughs) Uh, Basically, it's a day raising awareness about the little ones who are returning to the empty nest, and then it's no longer an empty nest. You know, people in their 20s, 30s, moving back in with the parents. Well, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I really think that extended family is really important. Yeah. Well, that's how people used to live. They used to live with their extended families or near their extended families. But, you know, people are looking at it as a bad thing because because of the economy, people are having to do it. Yeah. It's good if you have choice in life to choose whether or not you want to. Then People are losing that because of the economy. Well, I mean, what you need to do is have a group family that you know they're not related to you hmm. that you live together you yeah. know people who work and play together live together i mean our our country has a lot more pollution because of divorce because people feel like they have to live singly i mean living together is i don't know i think it's how people always did it and so why why do people try to live by themselves now i oh. mean Yes, so that's uh, Crowded Nest Day. <laughs> so let's see if we can get through some more of the news. Um, 
I don't think you should read the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we've got a long thing here, but we've got to at least mention some of it because it's about <coughs> mountaintop removal. And here's a quote from uh, our buddy Al Gore. Mountaintop removal is a crime and ought to be treated as a crime. Uh, I, I pretty much agree with that. Here's another quote. Mountaintop removal is a crime against local people, nature, our children, and our planet. That's from uh, Dr. James Hansen from NASA. Uh, the Washington Post headline this morning, cut to the chase. Quote, Obama is right to allow mountaintop removal mining. Uh, <laughs> I don't quite like that headline. <laughs> Only two days after the United States Supreme Court reprimanded the West Virginia Supreme Court for making conflict of interest decisions from its big coal finance justices, and one day after the West Virginia Supreme <coughs> Court upheld a decision to build a toxic coal silo on the playground of an elementary school, uh, uh, just in case you missed that, the West Virginia Supreme Court upheld a decision to build a toxic coal silo on the playground of an elementary school, which sits under a $2.8 billion, or er, excuse me, $2.8 billion gallon toxic coal sludge pond. They figure there's already this big toxic yeah. sludge pond. We've already got the sludge pond up there, you know, we may as well have like a silo next to it, you know. <laughs> and this, this whole pond is being jeopardized by mountaintop removal blasting. But the Obama administration has decided to, quote, regulate the crime of mountaintop removal uh, in an extraordinary move to disregard a 38-year rap sheet of crimes of pollution, harassment, and forced removal of some of our nation's oldest and most historic communities. And uh, they've destroyed 500 mountains and 1.2 million acres of hardwood forests in Appalachia. Uh, the Obama administration is announcing that it plans to regulate mountaintop removal mining rather than abolish it. So uh, that's the news of the day. <laughs> uh, not necessarily good news, although I guess we'll leave that to you to decide. Maybe you think it is good to have coal silos on playgrounds and uh, exploding mountaintops. It's still, I, I say this almost every time, but it still strikes me as like a Lex Luthor arch-villain scheme. Like, ah, we'll get that coal out of those mountains somehow, even if we must blow up the entire mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so mountaintop removal can be stopped. I remember we do doom and gloom with the sense of humor yes. or a way that you can do something. Yes, so uh, that's right. They, they do have ways at the end here that we can do something. Yeah, like I wasn't going to just throw in like, oh my God, they're devastating <laughs> Virginia. It's like, oh well, we, we just... Okay, so. here's something <laughs> you can do, then we'll get to the humor. Yes. <laughs> what you can do is go to ilovemountains.org and this will give you a chance to do something about stopping coal top mountain removal yes but here's the funny part coal becomes west virginia state rock <laughs> west virginia sure loves coal first it was featured in a hilarious old-timey ringtone and now they've gone and made it their state rock yes states can have state rocks evidently and why not flowers animals even rock songs states have a long history of picking their favorite stuff and proclaiming it to the world but coal this is 2009 right? And the last time I checked, coal burning is still the biggest cause of pollution and the gr largest contributor to greenhouse gases in the world. So what gives? Well, coal is one of the biggest economic drivers for the state. It historically has been the backbone of the state's workforce. But still, don't you agree? This is kind of weird. Last, last week, the governor of Virginia declared coal the state rock and describes it remains essential to economic growth and progress in West Virginia and the United States. 
Well, okay, that's true. But there must have been some opposition to the move, right? In our increasingly environmentally conscious age? <laughs> Think again. The resolution which passed the state's House of Delegations delegates 96 to 0 and was approved by the state Senate in a voice vote also traces the noble history of the coal rock. 96 to 0. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So but Sometimes even if it's something simple like to change a stoplight at an intersection, you get the one person who <laughs> <laughs> objects. It's like, I was just like, okay. It, it gives me a lot more respect for the uh, uh, the coal activists out in that area. Yeah. I mean, you know it intellectually, it's coal country, but then uh, the 96 to 0 vote sort of rubs it in a little bit. A little bit? <laughs> I think you just got beat the hell up. By a lump of coal. By a lump of coal. <laughs> Can you believe that? Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> coal is the n- state rock. Okay, so we, we can mention something a little bit more about coal, but then we'll have time at the end for a more uh, cheery story to leave off on. All right. Uh, do dirty coal plants make us more vulnerable to swine flu? <coughs> I didn't mean to do that. I actually <laughs> sneezed right then. That's, you're, you're breathing in some arsenic there. So. Oh. Uh, scientists have discovered that exposure to a common pollutant may make people more likely to experience severe symptoms from swine flu. And it's a pollutant emitted largely from quantities, in large quantities, by coal-burning power plants and other industry facilities. The culprit is arsenic, a highly poisonous semi-metal, which, according to a new study by researchers at the Marine Biological Laboratory and Dartmouth Medical School, compri- uh, compromises a person's ability to mount an immune response to the H1N1 swine flu. <laughs> there you go. It's like, remember, you are using electricity. You are burning coal. You are causing swine flu. Oh, wait. You are causing the ability to fight swine flu off. Now it just gets a little complicated. You're making us increasingly susceptible to swine flu. And probably other things. Arsenic in general isn't a good thing to inhale. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if you're into that sort of thing. The triumph of energy efficiency. Da-da-da. Waxman Markey bill could save $3,900 per household and create 650,000 jobs by 2030. You Have you heard about this bill? The energy efficiency provisions in the House Energy and Climate Bill, H.R. 2454, could save $750 per household by 2020 and 3900 per household by 2030, according to an analysis by the American Council for Energy Efficiency Economy. Hmm. Now, just to let you know, our local representative, he's a representative, right, Costello? He has not signed on to this bill. Hmm. I thought he was very progressive, but... It is a controversial bill, but... It is controversial. Well, maybe he hasn't really heard about it. Maybe if people <laughs> let him know, then he may sign on to it. <laughs> um, 2,264,203 members strong. This is the campaign called RepowerAmerica.org. You can join us by saying, I support clean energy legislation that will create millions of jobs and help solve the climate crisis by closing the carbon pollution loophole. Online at repoweramerica.org. All right, enough in-your-face crazy. Let's get some fun stuff. Yes. (laughs) So uh, we get to end on a... uh, a, uh, 
potty note. <laughs> uh, is peeing in public green? Peeing in public saves water, but is it gross? Uh, let's see. I seem to be in the habit... This is... Uh, I'm quoting someone's story here. <laughs> you don't want to say you're doing it? The, the author <laughs> seems to be in the habit of sharing uh, my bathroom habits with the world, whether it's the selective flush or the navy shower. Uh, perhaps worryingly, people seem to enjoy reading about uh, what I get up to do in the privacy of my own home. Or at least it stirs up a vigorous debate. So here's another one I've been musing about lately. Peeing in public is an environmentally responsible thing to do. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'm not really talking about peeing in public, but rather peeing outdoors. I mean, the folks that dirty our underpasses and stink out our phone booths are hardly paragons of tree-hugging virtue. <laughs> Certainly not. But it seems to me that a discreet pee behind a bush is in many ways a more sensible approach than spoiling perfectly good drinking water and then whisking it away for expensive, energy, and water-intensive treatment. Now, I want to put a little personal note in there myself. I grew up camping and mostly living in nature. And I always learned you do not pee in your drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> so I have almost an aversion. I almost cannot piss in a toilet. Yeah. This is like, I mean, it hurts my very being. Yeah. Well, it's evolutionary thinking up until like the dawn of cities was that, you know, you don't pee in your drinking water. <laughs> I mean, I know the businesses in Carbondale that have urinals. Mm -hmm. Like, I know where they are. <laughs> or the ones that have sinks that are low enough that I can pee into. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so there, we might on a future show have an uh, intro to some of the alternatives, because there are things like composting toilets that you could do in urban areas when you don't have a tree, per se, within five feet. But uh, food for thought. Uh, do we want to pee in our drinking water or not? After all, the New York Times has already identified yellow as the new green. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you again next week. Or Tree Song will. I'll be up at the Midwest Renewable Energy Fair. Yes, and I'll be here. And uh, thanks to our listener, Courtney, who pointed out what that holiday was all about. Have a good day. And it's a beautiful day for summer. <laughs>